Gospel Message. Today's Gospel Message is titled, The Conscious Christian. Many of us are familiar with the Apostle Paul's monologue in Romans chapter 7, where he is recognizing that there is a nature that is at work within him that is keeping him from practicing the will of God. In that entire chapter, the Apostle Paul goes over and over and over again about the fact that he knows what the law of God is. He knows those things that the law of God are instructing him not to do. And no matter how he sets his heart to do the law of God, yet he finds himself not doing it. He finds himself doing these things that he hates to do. These things that he knows are contrary to the law of God. He finds himself doing those things, even though that's not what he wants to do. And yet that which he wants to do, he finds himself powerless to do them. And as a result, he says now that he recognizes that there is something at work in him that is keeping him, something that he's now struggling with on a daily basis so that he can do that which the Lord requires him to do. And then at the end of that chapter seven, he says, then who, who can save me from this body of sin? And the chapter concludes with, you know, thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Because it's only Jesus that can save us from this body of sin. And of course, we know in chapter eight, it starts out that there is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Verse two, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Those two laws are the laws he was referring to in chapter seven. He was saying the law of sin and death is that law that continues to make us slaves, slaves to our sin nature. And it is that law at work within us that we inherited that makes us cleave to this sinful nature, even though we know it's sinful, but yet there is something that is just ingrained in our flesh ingrained in our consciousness that keeps on making us go back to obeying this law. Whereas the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is the very law that sets us free from this law of sin and death. And the apostle Paul is teaching us here that there is no condemnation for those who walk after that law, that law of spirit and life. Because if we are obeying the dictates of that law, then we will not obey the dictates of the other, which is the law of sin and death. And hearing this, it sounds complicated, but it's really not complicated. It's not complicated at all because in, in Galatians, in Galatians chapter five, it tells us again about the spirit versus the sinful nature. And it says it very explicitly, very simply, depending on which translation you read. And it says from verse 16, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't do what your sinful nature craves. 
verse 17, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us the desires that are the opposite of the sinful nature. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. This is the New Living Translation. They are constantly fighting each other, so we are not free to carry out our good intentions. But when we are directed by the Spirit, then we are not under the obligation to now do what that sinful nature is asking us to do. 19. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, it becomes evident in the output, in the fruit. Remember the Bible says, by their fruits, you shall know them. What are those fruits? Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures. So when I do these things, it now becomes obvious which nature I am yielding to. If my actions, my fruits exhibit as sexual immorality, everything under that big umbrella, impurity, lustful pleasures. And that lust is not just for sexual things. It's for anything that is sensual. It's for anything that gratifies the flesh. It could be drinking. It could be gambling. It could be, it could be drugs. It could be shopping. It could be any form of idolatry. Idolatry simply means deriving satisfaction from anything other than God. It could be gluttony. It could be over anything, add anything to the end of that over. But that, that thing that we are focusing on is what we are looking at as our source of relief or a source of fulfillment or a source of pleasure. Again, those are the things that are lustful, lustful pleasures, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, which is stirring up insurrections and crowds and fighting and quarreling, drunkenness, envy. When we are doing these things, when these are the actions, and keep in mind the rampage that Satan is on, where he's trying to put all these actions under some umbrella of, of, of reform, you know, like social reform or, or justice reform or you know, gender equality or, or gender neutral, all this stuff that's out there, you know, and he camouflages all these rebellious behaviors, all these sinful behaviors, and he puts them, he disguises them as good things, but by their fruits, you shall know them. If what we are doing, if who we are, if what we are, our actions, our proclivities, our habits, our behaviors fall under any of these categories, then they, we are fulfilling the desires of our sinful nature. No matter how pretty it looks on the outside, no matter how sweet it smells on the outside, if it falls into any of these categories, we are satisfying the sinful nature. Whereas the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. It is the fear of God. It is obedience to God. It is the reverence to God and his commandments and his injunctions. It is surrendering ourselves to do his will, no matter how difficult it is for us. These are the fruits of walking after the spirit. So the reason why I said the conscious Christian is that in that Paul's soliloquy, 
he was aware. When I say conscious, I'm not talking about the opposite of unconsciousness as in not being awake. I'm talking about mindfulness. I'm talking about awareness. Paul was aware of these two things that were fighting in him. He was conscious of it. The Holy Spirit revealed it to him. Some of us believe that, oh, the presence of the Holy Spirit makes us such that we don't have any flaws. No, what the Holy Spirit does is that it reveals our flaws because we are walking in darkness. The Holy Spirit brings the light of Jesus Christ into our lives to expose our darkness. So where once we were now oblivious to these two things fighting within us, the gift of the Holy Spirit is that he now makes us aware. But many of us are still walking in that darkness. We choose the darkness over the light. Remember what it says in John chapter 3, when it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In verse 16, in that, that's verse 16. But then in verse 18, it says, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the son of the only of, of the in the name of the only begotten son of God. Verse 19, this is the key. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh he to the light, lest his deeds should be discovered. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. So when the Holy Spirit comes in as light, Many of us don't want that light because that light now exposes our evil deeds. But we don't want to acknowledge those deeds as evil. We don't want to because we don't want to relinquish them. We don't want to stop them. We don't want to be delivered from them. So we will use every excuse in the book. Oh, it's just my nature. Oh, it's just the way I was born. Oh, it's just the way that I am. Oh, there's nothing wrong with it. After all, these people do it. After all, those people do it. We will do everything to keep us from coming into the light so that that light will expose those evil deeds as evil deeds. We have to become conscious Christians. We have to recognize what is going on within us and we have to let it affect us. It has to affect us and the beauty of the light of Christ exposing those things that will affect us is that that same light of Christ is what is going to deliver us. It's what is going to help us to overcome because when we embrace that light, as that verse 21 says, he that doeth truth cometh to the light that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. When we accept the light of Christ exposing our darkness, Christ will deliver us from that darkness. Darkness. But when we reject the light and embrace the darkness, we are embracing condemnation. We have to let the Holy Spirit of God do in us what the Holy Spirit is purposed to do. Become a conscious Christian. We have to be conscious of what is going on. We have to be conscious of when we are choosing to walk after our sinful natures. We have to be conscious of when our fruits show that we have chosen 
to obey the desires of our sinful nature over obeying the spirit of God. We need to be conscious. We need to stop letting the lies of Satan present as truth to us because we don't want to be feel bad because we don't want to feel guilty because it's too hard to change because the loneliness will swallow us up or the sorrow will swallow us up. Godly sorrow is good sorrow because it affects godly change. We cannot run away from godly sorrow because if we run away from godly sorrow, we are opening ourselves up to the condemnation, which we do not want. We have to allow ourselves, let that struggle as depicted in Romans 7, let it be there. Let it be there because once we recognize the struggle, then we know the light of Christ is there because those who walk in darkness, their deeds never get exposed. They sit there in condemnation thinking that they are delivered. Blessed are those who have that internal struggle because if we have that internal struggle, it shows the light of Christ has now penetrated into our darkness and seeks to swallow up that darkness. Let it happen. So that Christ can deliver us. We must be conscious Christians. We must be aware of our fruit. And be aware of the source of that fruit. The works of the flesh are evident. According to Galatians 5. But the fruit of the spirit is also evident. By our fruits we are known. And if we are not known by man. We are definitely known by God. And we will have no excuse at the end of the day. For rejecting the light of Christ. When it came in to expose us but we did not allow it to expose us, thereby not allowing it to save us. May God help us become conscious Christians. And as he brings that consciousness to us, he will also deliver us from every condemnation that Satan wills us to have. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.